welcome into the inaugural episode of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Rabchak. As you can see, Huss and Remus gave me the keys to the WST offices here, and you know they're going live every day, 1 till 3 on YouTube, but this show is going to be a little bit different. What I aim to do is provide 15 to 20 minutes of Jets content, recapping the week that just happened and previewing the week coming up. The Jets had a busy week. They went 2-0-1 against two original six teams and their first divisional opponent of the season, which was a 7.45 p.m. local start time. Interesting because of the NHL's frozen frenzy. And then they went on the road to Detroit to Montreal. So without further ado, let's get into those games. The first game of the week was that 7.45 p.m. local start I referred to, which saw the Jets take a 4-2 win over the St. Louis Blues. I have in my notes, and Remus and I talked after the game as well, that it was a very boring first period, but the Jets powered through and came out firing in the second period, scoring two goals in 18 seconds. David Gustafson scored his first goal since November of 2019, and then Mason Appleton got on the board, which started the heater that the third line is currently on, which we will get into later in the show. But this game from the second period on, the Jets controlled it. Connor Hellebuck looked great. Jordan Cairo had a few breakaways. This is exactly what you wanted to see from the Jets. You didn't like the slow start, but from the first period on, they controlled play. Cal Connor scored a really nice goal over the shoulder of Jordan Bennington. And then on the empty net goal, Mark Scheifele got an assist, which extended his point streak to six straight games. And then the Jets took to the road to play the red-hot Detroit Red Wings and picked up a huge 4-1 victory. Connor Hellebuck was brilliant, making 35 saves. We'll get more into him in a second. But first, I want to talk about Nikolai Ehlers, who got his first goal of the season in this one. A nice pass from Cole Perfetti. Ehlers was kind of curling from behind the net, shot it right over the glove hand of James Reimer. And he's finally on the score sheet. Obviously, he missed all of preseason with the neck spasms, kind of getting up to speed, looked rusty the first couple games. But this is the first game he really looked like the dynamic winger that we are used to. And him getting his first goal looked like a huge sigh of relief for him on the bench. So look for him to continue that going forward. But it was nice to see him get his first goal of the season. Ehlers wasn't the only one who recorded his first goal of the season as Nino Niederreiter also got on the score sheet, albeit an empty net goal to put the game away at 4-1. But it was nice to see Nino get his first of the year as well. And he obviously followed that up. We're going to get into the Montreal game in a second. But he followed that up with a goal in his next game as well. And if you can get Ehlers going, you can get Niederreiter going. Huss and Remus talk all the time on the show about how deep this team is up front. That's the secondary scoring you need. Obviously, Connor and Scheifele had the hot starts to the season. That, whether or not it's sustainable, we'll see. But you need guys like Ehlers, Niederreiter. The third line is now on a heater. Uh, Alex Ayafalo has been chipping in. This team is deep up front, and they showed it off this week, especially in this game against Detroit. And obviously, as was made well aware by the TSN broadcast, these were hometown games for both Cal Connor and Connor Hellebuck. Cal Connor gets the goal to put the Jets up 2-0 in the first period, and we mentioned Connor Hellebuck earlier. He's officially back, 35 of 36 stops, hometown game. His dad was even tweeting from the game. Jets retweeted it. It was nice to see that. But Hellebuck is officially back. Off the first three starts of the year, he looked rusty, he looked shaky, weren't his greatest starts. This was vintage Hellebuck in this one. The Jets kind of cratered defensively in the third period. Red Wings had a power play that was clicking over 40%, and Hellbuck shut the door on all of those chances late in the third. Another thing that happened in this game that I want to note was Cole Perfetti took his last shift with 6 minutes and 22 seconds left in the third period. The Jets were obviously protecting a lead at that point, and this is not new. We've seen Cole Perfetti be benched in these situations last year, early on this season, and it's definitely something to watch for going forward. He's 21 years old, smaller winger. He isn't really being trusted by the coaching staff right now to be a defensively responsible player late in games. 
Uh, I believe in this game, it was Morgan Barron who jumped up to the second line and took his spot to protect the lead. It's not a concern as of right now because the Jets, as we've made well aware, are a deep group up front. They have better defensive forwards up front. So if you're shortening the bench and Perfetti's the guy, that's how it's going to be. But it's definitely something to watch for as the season rolls along. Does Perfetti gain the trust from the coaching staff late in games? And is he show that he's responsible to take on those tough minutes? And the last game we're going to talk about on today's show is the 4-3 shootout loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Jake Allen had a great game. Uh, the Jets' third line continued their heater. Adam Lowry had a penalty shot goal. That was not on my bingo card uh, at all this season. Never mind this early in the season. But he draws the p- penalty on the breakaway and goes 5-hole and gave the Jets a 1-0 lead. And then to start the second period again, the Jets with a fast start in the second period, just like the St. Louis game from a week ago. Adam Lowry scores the goal on a beautiful pass from behind the net from Nino Niederreiter. And then Nino gets on the score sheet and scores his first goal with a goalie in the net and gives the Jets a 3-1 lead at that point. And then the Jets, some costly mistakes, some power plays missed, and the Canadians end up tying it in the third. And we go to overtime, which was an incredibly entertaining overtime, I must say. And I'm a big advocate for 10-minute overtimes, so I would have liked to see it there. Uh, but this game ultimately goes to a shootout. Nick Suzuki undresses Lauren Brassois. Great goal. Connor, Shifley, Ehlers all miss for the Jets, and the Jets end up losing this one. You can absolutely argue that this is a game the Jets should have won. They outshot the Canadians 45-29. to They had the power plays late that failed to convert, which is another thing to watch for early on in the season. Special teams is something to watch for going forward because we were used to how good that penalty kill was last year. They were a top 10 unit. Then you add Alex Ifall, you add Erasmus Kapari. You would think that that group would improve with those guys in the lineup, but they've actually taken a step back and you need a good penalty kill. Obviously your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer. Lauren Brassois, not his best outing, but it's definitely something to watch for going forward as this group was a top 10 unit last year. The main thing for me to take away from this game was the third line. I've talked about it all show, but they continue their heater. Lowry with two goals. Niederreiter with a goal. I mean, this third line is the best third line Adam Lowry's been a part of in probably five years since 2017-18 and how deep that team was. But Nino Niederreiter, Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton, they're a natural fit. They're dominating on both sides of the ice. And they're actually producing points. Adam Lowry's line in previous years would have games where they'd control the expected goals or the Corsi, but it wouldn't show up in the stat sheet. It would just kind of be a defensive shutdown line. Now they're doing both. They're shutting down the opponent's top line. They're producing more than some players in the Jets' top six. And it's definitely a good sign for the Jets going forward that this line is clicking at such an elite level. Even with the Gabriel Velarde injury, this team is deep up front and the third line is proof. Mason Appleton's got seven points so far this year. He's outscoring some players in the top six. And that's a very welcome sight for the Jets going forward. Now, it is time to get into the second half of the show, and that is the segments portion, which includes the hardest working jet of the week. Now, this award isn't necessarily given to the player with the most points or the flashiest plays, but it's kind of the unsung hero. You know, the Jets have the jacket that they give to the unsung hero. This is kind of a play off of that award, a player that isn't putting up the most points, but is doing the little things, forechecking, backchecking, battling in front of the net, all the things that coaches love that might not show up in the score sheet. And I'm going to contradict myself in a second here because my choice for hardest working jet of the week did put up a lot of points. Um, That third line's been on a heater. I feel like you can't really give it to anyone not on that line. I could have given it to that whole line as a whole, but my choice is Mason Appleton. 
I feel like Mason Appleton kind of goes untalked about on that third line. So I feel giving him the hardest working Jet of the Week award, contributing to that third line success is fitting. Nino Niederreiter, we know he's a consistent goal scorer. Adam Lyra, consistent shutdown center. They're all producing at a high level. And I feel like Mason Appleton deserves a little bit more recognition for that line success. He's obviously got the three goals, four assists, and seven points in eight games, which is near the tops of the Winnipeg Jets forward scoring leaders, which I know for a fact I did not predict just eight games into the season. But here we are. I feel like Mason Appleton's been a really hard worker this past week, and he's my hardest working Jet of the week. Let me know in the comments below if I made the right choice and who your hardest working Jet of the week is. The next segment we've got on the inaugural episode of Winnipeg Jets Weekly is the three stars of the week for the Winnipeg Jets. And my third star of the week is Adam Lowry. Adam Lowry had the two goals and two assists for four points across the three games last week. I've talked at length about the third line, but why I gave Lowry the third star over a guy like Nino Niederreiter, I feel like it's the production is there and the physicality. Lowry has not taken a step back. He's producing more and he's not taken a step back in the physicality department, laying some huge hits across these last couple games, kind of giving the Jets an energy boost that they needed at times, especially in that St. Louis game. He had a few big hits. Jets got off to a slow start, kind of got them going in the energy department. That's why I think he's the third star of the week. My second star of the week is Mason Appleton. Obviously, he's got the seven points in eight games. I just talked about the third line. Been talking about them the whole episode. So to avoid repeating myself, let's move right into the first star of the week. He only played two games this week, but Connor Hellebuck is my first star of the week. He's officially back. He had the huge performance in Detroit. And the St. Louis game, I said on the postgame show with Remus, I felt that the 18 saves of 20 shots weren't really a good indication of the chances the Blues were getting. Kairou obviously had the two breakaways. The Blues had some chances down the stretch in the third and Hellbuck closed the door. The Red Wings game, I talked a lot about it. There were too many chances to count late in that third period and Hellbuck was up to the task. Obviously, Brassois got the start Saturday, which I think is a good sign. You don't want to be running Hellebuck into the ground early in the season. But for the two games he played, he was the best player and he gets the first star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Before we wrap up today's show, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule for the Winnipeg Jets. They return home Monday against the New York Rangers. Blake Wheeler's first game back, not as a member of the Winnipeg Jets. That's a 6.30 start. It's going to be a special night inside Canada Life Center for one of the most important players in Jets history. Outside of Blake Wheeler, the Rangers are a really good hockey team. We might get to see Igor Shesterkin start between the pipes, and it'll be a really good early season test for the Jets as the Rangers are one of the elite teams in the Eastern Conference. After that, the Winnipeg Jets will head on a three-game road trip starting in Vegas on Thursday. Obviously, Vegas beat Winnipeg in Winnipeg 5-3 just over a week ago. Logan Thompson was a big factor in that one. Jack Eichel with the late goal to give Vegas the win. The Jets will be looking to get in the wing column against Vegas, especially after last year's playoffs. I mean, these teams do not like each other. Should be a good one. 9 p.m. start, so make sure you drink some coffee the day of. We get a 9 p.m. start on Thursday, but then we get a nice matinee on Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes. 3 p.m. start. A divisional game for the Winnipeg Jets, which is their first of three in a row, as they then go to St. Louis on November 7th. Uh, They just beat St. Louis this week, 4-2, as I covered in this episode. And then they return back home to take on the Nashville Predators, which is game one, I believe, of a five-game homestand. This is a really interesting stretch of games with 
the Rangers and Vegas, two big markets, two really good hockey teams, and then three divisional opponents. It's going to be a good week of games for the Jets, a tough test on Monday night with Blake Wheeler in the building. That's going to wrap it up for the inaugural episode of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Thank you so much for checking this out. And if you enjoyed, make sure you hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed to Winnipeg Sports Talk. Of course, Hassan Remus will be going live today from 1 till 3. So make sure you don't miss that. They'll be having Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press on, along with Dave Poulin to talk some more Winnipeg Jets. Thank you everyone for tuning in. This has been Winnipeg Jets Weekly with your host, Connor Rabchak. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.